Uh, if I feel like I'm going to come too fast, I usually just think about <laughs> Dave. So. <laughs> See, you know, I think about Prince Fielder, who used to play for the Brewers. Like, I swear to God, nothing works better than Prince Fielder from the Brewers. Think about him rounding the bases and falling on his face. <laughs> baseball turns me on too much. I, you know, I don't know much about baseball, so when I think about baseball, I just picture, like, the dudes wearing uh, friggin' really sexy dresses, and they're all looking plump. And, uh, Why dresses and not like a uniform? It's a that, dress uniform. Yeah, it has their name oh. on the back. Okay, okay. But they're looking fine as hell. So as far as I'm concerned, Prince Fielder got back. And that's <laughs> not I'll send you the video that I'm thinking of at some point. I swear to God, it'll change your life or your sex life at the very least. <laughs> All right. First. Well, you... yeah, real quick before anybody uh, says anything else, I'm about to start recording, it but um, we're rolling. Uh-oh, okay, <laughs> shit. Hello and welcome we to were the all Cage out Fight that time. podcast. Yeah. Well, it's been a while. Like for for the listener, we have a couple of episodes backlogged generally. So in case we miss a recording week, and we have missed like a month. So yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah uh, I I know most of your names still. Um, but I mean, honestly, that song just gets better every time. Anyway, so it's it could, a damn jam. If I hadn't heard it in two days, I'd still be rocking out. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, round, rounding the bases uh, as cage we fight were talking about podcast. Baseball, so. uh, right across from me, at uh, I got to first base with him. I think uh, is uh, Mike. At least, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be more than first base. <laughs> oh shit! You are about to join jamming out again. The government's most elite team of spies on a top secret mission. In three, two, one. Force, Delta formation. You this is murder. <laughs> I'm honestly not sure which version this no, is. <laughs> and you're doing it for nothing. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. Okay, now I know. I got a feeling. Hell yeah. Uh, shout out to G-Force gang. Uh, I'm still Mike. Um, and the G-Force gang is actually merging with the Christmas Carol crew uh, no. as of this episode. Um, but I don't want to give too much away. Um, and I guess a quick update on where the G-Force gang is at. We have gotten the uh, Disney World ride approved. It's going to be a giant hamster ball um, that falls out of a cage and into a garbage can. Um if you picture those like slingshot rides, it's kind of like that, but straight down, straight uh. down. Um, and I uh, haven't heard much about kind of the... like that movie's box office performance okay. right? <laughs> after the opening weekend. Let's not... uh, cult classics usually do bad. We're in not theaters. we're not here to slander anybody's good name or great name because that's what the G and G four stands for. Oh, um, but yeah, we <laughs> would they lie like that. <laughs> Don't have any updates on the uh, G-Force 2 slash G-Force reboot yet. Um, we do have the rights. We do have a few people in talks, but, um, you know, in Hollywood. Talks? Yeah. Actually, um, 
this might this is going to be super dated by the time this comes out, but Disney actually uh, just nixed Spider-Man to make more room for G-Force in their budget. Oh uh, shit! So it's weird in the uh, new like Avengers reboot reboot post Endgame. Uh, G-Force is headlining. Yeah, they're, it's going to be... Uh, Wait, are they performing a show? Are they doing Are they doing Black Eyed Keys? Black Eyed Keys songs? The well, Black Eyed Keys. Well, right. you know how like, yeah. Iron Man kind of like was the forefront of the this whole wave of Avengers? Oh, yeah. yeah. G-Force is leading the way. Oh. Yeah, There's instead of, rumors that the Black Eyed Peas are going to get back together just for G-Force, but yeah, we'll see and how it goes. They're, actually, the, that super group, the, the Black Eyed Keys, uh, <laughs> they're going to be doing a Ford <laughs> commercial. It's Will I Am and Patrick Carney. <laughs> I think Alicia Keys is involved somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, too. Uh, they're not actually going to record any music. They're just going to get in Twitter beefs with uh, famous singers. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was talking about. Uh, but so we watched it, National we Treasure watched, 2. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> we well, first National we got to finish introducing ourselves. I got to first base with Mike. I got to second with Zach. And I took Dave all the way home. Oh, shit. And that's the guy upstairs. And then I am uh, annoying. So, <laughs> oh, good to gosh. meet you. Uh, that's, that's, of course, Nick on the ones and twos here. Uh, he's, he doesn't want to say his name because he did change it to annoying. Uh, I did. But I don't like calling him that. Uh, it feels right. I just don't like calling him. Oh, shit. Uh, he never returns my calls, and it's getting really sad. <laughs> and uh, just to The just night to we clarify, shared, Zach, <laughs> at second base was magical. Welcome to the Therapist Podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I did get to fourth base with Zach, uh, and I think that is one of the bases. It's in between I, home and third. <laughs> I don't think I was awake for any of this. Well, I... Uh, Fuck. Trying to cancel Cage here and cancel myself. <laughs> so let's. I got attacked by hornets the other day, and I just wanted to let everyone know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that he did. Uh, I I heard about this. Uh, how did you anger the hornets? Was it your face or your smell? <laughs> Sex drive. <laughs> it was your just pure libido. <laughs> he was trying to teach him about the birds and the bees, <laughs> and sadly, he was the one who learned about the bees. <laughs> But the birds still won't fuck him. He's he's tried to fuck a bunch of birds. The bees got pretty pissed. <laughs> you we, bet your ass. Can we talk about Nicolas Cage? Wait, Sometimes. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about A Christmas Carol and National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets. We mm-hmm. haven't covered the first one yet, but this is the way the bracket's ordered. Yeah, Shut uh, your fucking pile, okay? It's ma- major spoilers for National Treasure 1 and 2, I think. Yeah. Um... um You've probably seen National Treasure, honestly. If anyone's seen a Chris, a Christmas Carol, I can't think. <laughs> okay, if anyone's seen a Nicolas Cage movie, it's probably National Treasure, right? Or, yeah. or National more. Treasure, or I think Face Off. Face Off. Is I think it depends movie. how old you are. Yeah, true. Yeah, or Zandali or Christmas Carol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we'll start off with a Christmas Carol because chronological order. That's usually what I do. This uh, one came out in two thousand one. A little okay. bit before the the National Treasure, you, you mean not <laughs> <laughs> before the National Treasure even, of nine eleven? Uh, let's take that again. <clears throat> right. Please cut that. This, this came out in two thousand one, right before the National Treasure that was nine eleven. <laughs> yes, oh, even God. though even though this is a Christmas movie, they released it in late August. <laughs> 
so um, Christmas Carol is about the famous uh, Charles Dickens story, A Tale of Two Cities. Uh, one of the best of times, worst of times. Written by Herman Melville. Uh, <laughs> And uh, in the in the movie, uh, Nicolas Cage plays. <laughs> I hate I hate this movie. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage plays uh, Sylvester Scrooge, and uh, um, they wait. Is his name really Sylvester? I didn't even know. It's that. Ebenezer. Oh, Ebenezer, <laughs> duh. His name How is Sylvester Scrooge, and he kills a mockingbird. Uh, My brain is not working. I knew I he was Ebenezer. Kills a mockingbird. And uh, starts a fight club. Yeah. So that pretty much covers all the best books. Um, yeah, everyone knows A Christmas Carol. We're not going to get super into the plot. You you know the fucking plot, all right? We'll, we'll talk about a few things there. But It was the best of times. It was the worst of times, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> this movie came out in 2001. It's rated PG, directed by Jimmy T. Murakami, who, if you didn't know, also made The Snowman. A movie which terrified the living shit out of me when I was four years old for some reason. It's basically, you know, like Jack Frost or whatever it is where they, you know, they bring him to life. Yeah. Yeah, except this has no words and there's a creepy ass snowman like carrying around a kid and flying with him. And when I was four years old, this did not make me happy. This made me scared. Uh, he also it made terrifying. He also made When the Wind Blows, uh, which I've heard is very good. Looks interesting. Haven't seen it. It's a movie about like a couple in a post-apocalyptic wasteland as the world is ending around them. Another animated hmm. movie. Yeah. Anyways, then he made this. This sucks. Production companies, there's a billion of them. There's Path A, Illuminated Film Company, Film 4, Winchester Films, and the United Kingdom Film Council. So the UK government had a hand in this atrocity. Um, and uh, that's why we are pro-Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we want to save the EU from further things like this happening. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is probably the worst atrocity the UK government has committed since the they invented concentration camps in the Boer War. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I'd say it's a toss-up between the two. Yeah. Uh, runtime of 81 minutes, budget of 6.1 million pounds, which I didn't bother to convert. I don't know what that is. It's probably like $11 money. million dollars or something. Yeah, yeah. That's like fucking... What, what's next? Are they going to start measuring budgets in kilograms? Yeah, it's like, what do they do? They put the fucking reel on a scale? I say we use washing machines. Yeah, I like that. We use them to measure distance. We might as well use them to measure the weight of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> measuring the size of a hole in washing machines. So this was straight to DVD and VHS, so it doesn't have a box office gross available. I have no idea how much money this made, uh, based on the fact that uh, no one I know has ever seen or heard of it. We've all heard of A Christmas Carol. Well, yeah, but Just not, not this one specifically. Yeah, not, not this version. Uh, I'm going to guess it wasn't a hit, and when people wanted to watch A Christmas Carol, they watched the one with fucking uh, <laughs> Captain Picard. Or Okay, I think we have to get this clear right now. What is your guys' favorite Christmas Carol version? There's so many. Um, How do you pick just one? I know my favorite right off the bat. Muppets. No. 1970, Albert Finney. It's the musical one. It's so good. It's the best Scrooge ever, and I will fight anyone about this. I have never seen that, so I can't put my Then you are missing out. It's the best uh, Christmas Carol story there is. Well, we should have watched that instead of this. I mean, Nicholas I Cage mean, was barely in this. so like, fuck it. I may have watched a few scenes from that one just so <laughs> I could 
like a Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it again and not remember that it's terrible. Um, my favorite version. You know, I don't really know. I saw it as a play once as a kid, and I do remember having a good time there. But uh, I mean, it was a play. I was twelve when I was twelve. I I liked a lot of really stupid shit too. I think I was, you know, was it? I was really into like corn. So like. <laughs> Not the band, just the food. Yeah, uh, just the food. Uh, which, actually, if you were into the band, the band Korn does the music for the musical version from 1971. Uh, Time travel. Uh, just a baby Jonathan Davis uh, rap scatting all over the place. Um, I think my favorite iteration of A Christmas Carol, uh, it might be the Muppets version, because that's the one that I always... Like, for me, uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol is synonymous with uh, just Christmas in general. Um, and I think the only other one that I even feel is worth mentioning is the, uh, episode of Family Guy, where he goes through, um, the Ghost of Christmas, Past, Future, whatever. Actually, uh, I'm realizing now that that was an extremely racist episode, I think, about Hanukkah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, if The Simpsons did, uh, some version of it, I'll pick that one. Okay. What? I'm surprised nobody's mentioned the uh, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger with uh, Turbo Man. Oh, jingle, jingle all the way. Uh, jingle all the way. Booster, too. Well, that's that's not a Christmas carol. It's just a great, well, great Christmas movie. Yeah, Sinbad is in it. I mean, yeah, if we're just talking about Christmas movies, you know you got to bring up Die Hard. Oh, okay. yeah. One of the uh, last Christmas movies. See, if you if we're just talking broad favorite Christmas movie, uh, I, have, I have no idea what that might be, but... Um, I would say, you know, uh, Jingle All the Way is kind of, it's pretty close. It mirrors the, the themes of Christmas Carol. You got, it's a um, metaphor for a Christmas Carol. Yeah, instead of Tiny Tim, you got uh, Sinbad, he's Big Ass Tim. <laughs> uh, instead of Ebenezer Scrooge, you have Arnold Schwartzy Scrooge. I don't fucking it's, it's, Schwarzenegger Scrooge. <laughs> it's, it's there. Uh, I, I'm not great with coming up with fan theories, but I did read about this one, and it's out there somewhere. So, Yeah. Uh, for me, honestly, at this point, I, retail ruined Christmas for me. Most of what I associate uh, Christmas with is uh, large amounts of shoppers and messes. Uh, and yeah. fucking I mean, Beyonce. <laughs> Honestly, I my mean, favorite part about Christmas is not the movies or the music, it's the capitalism. So <laughs> I will always love Christmas and it's a great time of year. It is. I do like and I work retail. <laughs> it's true, you do work retail. I, I have started to lighten up to it again since I've left my retail jobs. And I do like a lot of uh there was like a pop punk christmas album that came out like the mid 2000s it's got some solid stuff on it there's a mashup of lil wayne and the nutcracker that remains to this day my a favorite christmas song. Yes. <laughs> also luda christmas um, <laughs> let's not forget the modern christmas hit um the return of east atlanta santa by gucci Mane. oh um, yeah Probably my favorite Christmas thing ever. Oh, so. wait. Hey, did you hear the Death Row Christmas song that has, like, Snoop Dogg? Yes. And, uh, that is a classic. I honestly forgot that existed. <laughs> what about Luda Christmas? Uh, Luda we Christmas have already brought up Luda Christmas, so that's why we're looking Someone for a new engineer. obviously isn't listening. Uh, I mean, he's supposed to be keeping this shit on track, and he doesn't even know what the fuck we're talking about. I'm so. just fuck. <laughs> he's just fuck. 
He's just fucked. <laughs> we fucked out. <laughs> he thought Jingle All the Way was a Christmas carol. And I tried to be nice and tie the two together. Hey, but... to be fair, I was actually listening at that point, and I was trying to pass off Jingle All the Way as a version of the Christmas carol. But it fell flat because it wasn't funny. Hey, hey, it's okay. None of us are funny. I don't know why people listen to this. <laughs> That's, I don't think anyone does. But if someone's going to be funny, let's leave it to... Where's your cat? It's... <laughs> Uh, she she's is probably hiding because she hates hiding. everyone who yeah. isn't me. Uh, I mean, I hate everyone who isn't you, and I hate you, so... <laughs> mm. Okay, plot summary. Three ghosts. Ooh, visit miserly old man. Man donates money. Tag yourself plot, which plot ghost are you? <laughs> uh, so there, there are some minor changes in this version from the typical tellings of A Christmas Carol. Like, for instance, in this one, I she think... Oh. Why does he have two pet mice? That's a good... Oh, okay. Oh, Only God. one of those pet mice was his. The other was from the hospital, and oh, it became my, friends sorry. with his mouse. Why are there two mice regardless? <laughs> I don't know. That is a big thing <laughs> I was wondering. And they hang out in his pocket, and it's just like... Uh, and they don't add anything to this story. It's just like every so often they'll show a scene with the mouse doing mm -hmm. something. Like, hey, worst case scenario, if this movie flops, we could, like, sell a cute shirt with the mice on it. But even the, the kids hated that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, th I think they were trying to appeal to children with the mice, but I don't think it worked. <laughs> yeah, it, it was I, just. Also, like, Scrooge really loved the mouse that was in his house, too, for some reason. That just seemed super out of character for Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge. It just didn't make any sense. Like, uh, like they bring him, like, a letter, and he's like, oh, good mouse. And, like, yeah. Tedza is just like, good what are buddy. you doing? <laughs> this movie serves to humanize the Scrooge, you know? Uh, but that's the whole point of the movie is that he's like so detached and becomes attached by like looking at his past. But mm -hmm. we don't want to scare these kids with detachment, <laughs> all right? We're gonna we're gonna put them. <laughs> we're gonna tell the same exact story, but this time there are two mice. We're gonna get to the message right off the bat, oh, so uh, everybody's on Scrooge's side. Speaking of scaring kids, um, in this version, and I don't know if this is normal, but. Uh, I don't remember it in other versions. Scrooge gets a children's hospital shut down because the main doctor who works in it uh, has debt to him. So, like, the debt collectors come up, or the cops haul away the doctor to prison because this is at a time when there were still debtors' prisons. And while that's happening, the cops are laughing maniacally about this. <laughs> and then one of the debt collectors literally goes into the room and just starts scaring the children, <laughs> going, boo, ha, ha, ha. They all scream, and he's laughing. And it's like, what the fuck? Because there's nothing funnier than scaring a bunch of sick kids. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, even when I was a kid, there was nothing funnier than scaring the shit out of all the other kids, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so a lot of this is, like, Belle, Scrooge's old lover wrote him a letter uh, saying, like, hey, you shut down a hospital and kids are dying. Like, And then the mice trying to get him to read the letter. The mice didn't have to be there. It could have just been, you know, like, he, he hadn't read the letter yet. <laughs> but for some reason, we got to have some fucking mice. I mean, where, where would his motivation come from? Uh, definitely not the goodness of his heart, if not for these... Mice who are uh, innocently trying to shove a letter in his face. Yeah. It's true. Even if all those ghosts show up, show him the error of his ways, those mice weren't there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe if the ghosts were ghosts of mice, 
or something. <laughs> That's maybe, gotta be the maybe they primed his heart for the growing three sizes. That's that's the Christmas Carol. <laughs> for when when the three ghosts come, it goes up a size each time. Yeah, my you know? favorite part of a Christmas Carol is when Scrooge sneaks into all the people's houses and steals all their decorations. Yeah. My uh, favorite character is uh Betty Betty Lou Who. Yeah. The reason this movie was uh, 81 minutes instead of 90 is because they actually cut out a nine-minute sequence where the mice crawl into Scrooge's chest cavity and try to, like, widen uh, where his heart rests uh, to make room for that uh, Grinch reference. Oh, really? Was that in the <laughs> trivia section on IMDb? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, it's a, it's a Wicker Man-style uh, oh, yeah. cut the, the good part, mm -hmm. and uh, it's on YouTube somewhere, so... I do find it funny, the trivia section for this movie is just, that guy who played Scrooge also was in Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find the trivia section in this on IMDb. It's literally just one post oh, saying really? that that guy played in Doctor Who. I See, I tried looking for it. Uh, yeah, I guess I looked it up wrong. I just There were too many versions of A Christmas Carol for me to find it. But yeah, it's just, that's it? Okay. Yeah, and the, well, uh, now I'm glad I didn't find yeah. it. I <laughs> there was actually a second fact that the mice were played by Daleks. Uh, and that really translates through uh, for me. And <laughs> Tiny Tim was a Cyberman. Yes. That's, yes. Oh, shit. Okay. So it was all about Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was basically just a big plug for Doctor Who. Well, uh, yeah, you should watch the Doctor Who episode based on A Christmas Carol more than this Christmas Carol movie. I'd, I'd take that. <laughs> um, so, not enough mice. Nicolas Cage in this movie plays Jacob Marley, which if you don't know A Christmas Carol that well, because I didn't remember who Jacob Marley was when I first watched this, but he is Scrooge's old business partner who died and passed away. He comes as a ghost and tells Scrooge that there's going to be three other ghosts that show up tonight. And then Scrooge is like, yeah, yeah, goes to sleep. And yeah, that's basically all Nicolas Cage does in this movie is get two minutes of screen time and talk all ghostly. A ghost uh, coming to tell you that other ghosts are coming. Uh, <laughs> he also tells him about his chain. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. uh, he, he wears the chains... Now in the sins. afterlife of his sins that chained him down in life. Because you forge it link by link, yard yeah. by yard. Because that's the quote that you should know. I'm sorry. Get with the Christmas spirit. I, like I said, the only thing I remember, well, like he said, the only thing I remember from this movie is, uh, the, from, from the story is like uh, best of times, worst of times. Yeah. You know? Big ass Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Killing a mockingbird. Wait. Hmm. You know, I think they had big ass Tim in uh, uh, Jingle All the Way. They had him wear some big ass Tims uh, yeah. <laughs> too. Yes, that was that was a good move. Um, so Cage's performance in this—it uh, sounds like he's not trying. It, he really phones it in. It's just like, oh, I'm a ghost. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's really not putting much emotion into anything he's saying, and uh, he's just says everything like. Scrooge, you're gonna get visited. It's like, you know, so stereotypical ghost. And then he has a hint of an English accent occasionally. Uh, but mostly it's not there. Um, I will say, though, the ghost accent is probably his best accent work so far. <laughs> yeah, true. What I'll if it was that. a Louisiana ghost? <laughs> I really need one of those Creole ghosts. Wait, uh, he should be in uh, the Haunted Mansion ride. <laughs> if they ever make another Haunted Mansion movie, honestly, Louisiana ghost? Hmm, it's perfect. That's really right where he needs to be. Yeah. 
It's like they haven't seen half of his movies where he's in Louisiana. <laughs> but uh, in general, well, almost all the voice actors in this movie don't seem to be trying too hard. Everything sounds like they just did like maybe one take, maybe two, just one take. Two, if like they fumbled the line and they were just like, "Cool, cut, print, we're taking that." <laughs> yeah, um, it didn't feel super polished as far as uh, animated features go. It's definitely no like G Force, yeah. the Crudes. <laughs> I will say G-Force had superior animation to this film, but I didn't think it was weird. Like as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this must be like an old cartoon because it it looks and is animated like a 70s, 80s cartoon. Mm -hmm. And finding out it's from the 2000s, I was just like, wow, they did not put a lot of effort into this. Not really do uh, the movie any favors. It kind of feels like one of those like Saturday morning uh, religious cartoon type uh, Mm -hmm. Have you features. ever seen the like the Zelda CD-ROM games, the Wand of Gamelon, or like anything like that? I don't know if I have. Because the I animation haven't. kind of reminds me of that, where it's like kind of weird over exaggeration movements, but like still trying to be realistic, and it just yeah. comes off as weird. And that's what I got from all the animation from this movie. It's just like it. It just looks off. Yeah, it uh, does seem dated in it, a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> For something it, it that definitely was 2000, does. like... Yeah, for something from 2001, I, I would have totally believed that this was from, like, 1973 or something. But, uh, but yeah, the, the mouths don't really seem to move in time with the audio. They're just kind of flapping, you know what I mean? There was no syncing there. The characters' movements all look kind of awkward and clunky, too, and not really very fluid. Um, another thing I wanted to point out, all the male characters seem well-defined, but all of the female characters, if you notice this, they all look exactly the fucking same, except they have different colored hair and different colored dresses. It was hard to tell who a character was Uh before they, like, start talking and doing things. Yeah, before they, like, someone addresses them by their name, you couldn't really tell who the hell it was. Um, but yeah, uh, not, not a big fan on the animation on this one, and... It occasionally had, like, some weird, like, frame rate drops where it was just, like, you could see, like, the images changing, which could be done for stylistic effect. And they did seem to want to make a really trippy, weird scene with the ghost of Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Utter- that, like, came out of left field where it's just like, okay, Christmas present. Everything's all, like, high and acidy. Yeah, and, they're like, flying through the air. The colors are swirling. He's, like, pouring the horn on people. And it's just like, what is happening? There's nothing trippier than the present. See, that was another thing that made me think it could have been from 1973. Because yeah. if you've watched any animation from them, it always has has a weird psychedelic part yeah <laughs> but uh honestly i wouldn't be so overly critical on this movie if it wasn't a movie that's been done a thousand times already yeah where it's like and if you're gonna try to do a christmas carol again do something unique with it not two fucking mice yeah <laughs> yeah there, there was really nothing to make this stand out i like i it seems uh completely pointless to have made but um you know it might have been the best movie i've ever seen so <laughs> uh yeah well i know for a fact you've watched at least national treasure 2 so <laughs> you don't know that <laughs> I, I guess that's true i guess i guess we can't verify that he's done his prep work for this episode <laughs> but you weren't there you can check my letterbox profile but uh you can log any movie so <laughs> Uh, another thing I was going to say, too, is the sound design was pretty weird at sometimes, like the sound effects. There's a scene where I think when Jacob Marley first enters the room and a book's pages are like flapping in the wind 
And the only way I can think to describe this is it sounds like if you have you ever prepared oatmeal on a stovetop? <laughs> like it makes like a noise and i swear to god that's what's going on as the pages are turning well, that's what books used to sound like I've, you don't know about the great oatmeal books of the uh, 1800s no, i guess maybe i should have learned about that i should have done some period studies. 1700s was the same place i think it was the 1850s yeah in right. industrial england before uh, in the 1800s they didn't actually have paper yet so what they would do for books um is they would take the uh front and back cover and they would just smush a bunch of oatmeal in there and uh the like brown sugar would kind of form words and they would <laughs> translate that into a story uh but yeah um oh another thing i wanted to talk about the song that plays at the end of this do you guys remember that i turned it off almost immediately i, I said, can't listen think of to it. it i i've watched i watched this uh a, added in post too long ago now it's to be honest i can't remember it like really at all it just to me it's you know all the 90s movie songs like uh my heart will go on and uh, kiss from a rose and, uh, i will always love you and kiss from a rose <laughs> i got a feeling Oh, yes. <laughs> the best one. I miss the 90s. Yeah. Don't I got a thing. Nobody's going to mention that one. Uh, that, well, let's let's not. I don't. Are I'm not going to bring Aerosmith into this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, clearly. Well, you saying you miss the 90s. This was made in 2001. So clearly they were already missing the 90s, too. <laughs> Man, they missed the 90s so much that they were basically probably listening to I got a feeling the whole time they were <laughs> making this movie. So. Yeah. Um, to be honest, that's that's pretty much most of what I have to say. Yeah, about all this. in all, like this whole movie would have just been a generic movie that was like meh. But the fact that it's a movie that's so overdone is just like, why even put out this yeah. trash? Yeah, I don't know who this is for or what purpose they felt they were serving by making it. It really feels like a movie that like you don't sit down and watch. You just put it on the TV so your kid will shut the fuck up and you can like go do your taxes or whatever. This <laughs> sounds... I think this is more like the movie where it's Christmas Day and like you have family over and you put on like one of those random channels that's like Christmas movies all day and this is one of them. Yeah. This is like uh, definitely like a movie that uh, some uh, random TV channel would play because that's what they could afford to get the rights to. And, and like, no one is seeking out this movie. And maybe that's not for sure. Maybe that's what their whole business plan was with this investment was, hey, maybe we'll sell enough rights that the people who are buying it won't even have seen this movie <laughs> that they're buying. So they're just getting it to put on TV. They see the title of Christmas Carol. They'll buy that up. Why not? This Christmas Carol's only 50 bucks to buy a syndication. <laughs> the other one's like 4,000. Like, and it's probably, sh uh, you know, uh, this one's easier to watch because it's shorter and uh, you can just get get right through it. <laughs> also, if you are intentionally seeking out this specific iteration of Christmas Carol, it's still hard to find. <laughs> like you search, because it's, it's called Christmas Carol the movie. Yeah. And even if you type in those words specifically, 10 other movies come up before this one. Mm -hmm. So uh, good luck, I guess, if you're going to try <laughs> I think you one. mean 10 better movies <laughs> come up. That's honestly probably true, and uh, that's not saying much, but uh, I'm sure 9 out of 10 of those movies are also trash. So, <laughs> Yeah, I can't there, say... There are a lot of good Christmas Carol movies. That's true. Uh, I mean, there's, there's more than there needs to be. Oh, for sure. Which makes it even less necessary <laughs> to watch this one. 
But uh, yeah, I, I will say that I don't really know what my favorite version of A Christmas Carol is, but I can tell you that this is probably my least favorite that I've seen <laughs> thus far. So, um, which seems to be a rather common theme with a lot of the podcast up to this point, and it it makes me upset that we've made this podcast about Nicolas Cage and haven't really had any good things to say about most of his work so far. So, like, please I'm, don't make that the quote for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cage Fight Podcast. This is the worst version of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Cage, uh, if you're listening. I'm sure we're going to get to your better work soon. In Cage's defense, we did set this up so the worst movies were first. It's true. Yeah. And we, I mean, we got Gone in 60 Seconds coming up, which is for sure better than the original. Uh, and if you disagree, then you're a freaking boomer and I'm going to euthanize you. I don't know. I, like <laughs> I think all you have to say is... <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is coming. That's true. Will I be coming? Uh, when, when I watch that. In uh, friggin' eight seconds from now, dude. <laughs> Got him. Um, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> you uh, said it about yourself. <laughs> you know what I've been looking forward to recently is I just found out a little more about a movie called The Rock that he's in with Sean Connery. Yeah. It looks kind of cool. Want to see that. Uh, I haven't seen that movie, but I have listened to a three-hour podcast about it, so <laughs> I'm, I feel prepared. Okay. Um, it's apparently pretty good. I, 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 a lot of the people that I've told that I'm doing this, uh, if it's not like you know the five other movies we talked about earlier, like Face Off, National Treasure, The it, Rock. Face Off is to, always the one that people tell me right away. It's like, oh, I love that movie. Mm. Yeah, I would say The Rock gets like sixth Man of the Year award, uh, <laughs> maybe. But uh, yeah. So, don't watch Christmas Carol. Uh, you, this version. Yeah. Don't watch say, Christmas yes, Carol. Do watch a Christmas Carol. Just not this one. Yeah. Watch the Muppets one. Uh, nope. Uh, Albert Finney, nineteen seventy. You can watch that one too. But see, the Muppets one, the freaking, uh, the freaking, the, the the puppets in the chains and the two old guys in the balcony, and they're like, look at that ghost. <laughs> Good. Uh, the song Thank You Very Much is so good in the 1970s one. Uh, they play it twice in two different versions of it. Spoilers. Where like one is thank you, uh, when it's Ghost of Christmas Future. They're thanking him for dying because he was just this fuck that no one likes. Damn. Then, then at the end of the movie when he like Redemption. starts being uh, charitable and everything. They're saying thank you to him and they redo the song. It's, I want to watch neat. that in backwards order. Uh, you know what I'm <laughs> going to say though? Uh, Thank you. Next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so fucking grateful this is over. <laughs> this movie. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I know that was shorter than usual, but uh, we're going to take a short little break, I think, and then we'll be back with National Treasure Book of Secrets. Yeah, that was short, but I feel like on the heels of last episode, uh, <laughs> we, we talked about the movies for like two seconds, and... Uh, it, it was hopefully great. I don't know. Yeah. All our episodes are great, Mike. That's true. Make Except the first two, because I'm not in those. Yeah, those ones are trash. Uh, oh, yeah. I Even I have to admit, I, I'm, not, I'm not happy with those. Uh, oh, yeah. National Treasure 2. It was a movie. It was good. And, well, it wasn't good, but it was, uh, it was fine. And next episode. All right. Uh, well, no. National Treasure 2 rated PG for parental guidance suggested. Came out in 2007. 
It's a hell of a year. We've talked about that year many times on this podcast before because he apparently was in a lot of movies early on in the bracket that came out in 2007. Busy year for the man. Mm -hmm. This, of course, was six years after the national treasure that was 9-11. And (laughs) continue. Um, I believe that was the same year. I really hope Nick cuts that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, man, he's the one who gets canceled, not us. (laughs) That's that's not cancel worthy. (laughs) No, but then we all have to come out for an apology and be like, we don't condone what Mike says. Well, we could just apologize right now. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. I I mean, I don't see what I should apologize for. So. I feel you. National treasure. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it came out in 2007, directed by John Turtle Taub, who... That's got a great name. Yeah, it's a wonderful <laughs> name, Turtle Taub. Um, produced by Disney. No fucking idea this was a Disney movie, but it is. Um, I've said it on this podcast before, so uh, you oh. guys are canceled, and I, not me now. I, I knew it was a Disney movie. Zach is uncanceled, but yes, I have it, my It probably came it. up, but I definitely forgot it if it did. Um, it was in the infamous G-Force episode, I believe. Well, uh-huh. no, I don't know. I don't know when it was. Mm. Okay. We'll, we'll check our, our wiki yeah. after this. <laughs> we'll make our wiki after this and then check it. <laughs> we don't have a fan-maintained wiki uh, because we, we don't, don't have fans. Have fans yeah. <laughs> but we will one day, and they will fucking retweet those links. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 30 uh, years from now. <laughs> We'll be dead. <laughs> They're all just like, what's Twitter? Why do I have to tweet something on it? Also produced by Jerry Bruckheimer Films, Junction Entertainment, and Saturn Films. Because I think right around this time, 2006, 7, 8, 9, that was when Cage created Saturn Films. And he was actually, every movie he was involved with, his production company was involved with too. I don't know when that falls off, because everything we've seen from the 2010 Saturn films hasn't been involved in, so maybe it closed down in bankruptcy, or he sold his part of it or something. I, I think know. he just renamed it after uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson declared Saturn wasn't a planet anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he changed it to uh, Mars. <laughs> uh, and then he got sued by the Mars Bar Company. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, Runtime of 124 minutes, so it was two hours, which, I gotta be honest here, felt like it was a little too long watching this. Yeah. I, I feel it like... It was a little long. Yeah. While I was getting towards the end, the parts that were actually interesting, because they were in, like, the treasure chamber and stuff, I was like, man, I want this to end, and yet this isn't the part that's cool. Why didn't they cut, like, some earlier shit? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Budget of $130 million, a box office gross of $457 million, which means this one's in the black, baby. Yeah. This one's in the freaking black. Uh, reviews. This one actually had a Rotten Tomatoes entry. Uh, tomato meter, <laughs> 36%. I think that's telling enough for a lot of these movies, if it has an entry. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rotten tomato meter gave it a 36%, but audiences give this a 67%. The audiences dig this one. Which, how could you not? Mm-hmm. That means two out of three of us liked it. Who's the, uh, who's the naughty boy here? I'm pretty sure oh. it's Nick. We'll <laughs> see when the vote comes up, I guess. Nick's a freaking Christmas Carol stan, so I used a little bias. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. That's, that was actually my birth name. Christmas Carol stan. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, just call him Carol. <laughs> good old CCS in the house. Uh, trivia. 
little, little, little fun facts. Experts were actually brought in to match the handwriting of Abraham Lincoln, Queen Victoria, and Calvin Coolidge on all the fake documents they had involving those people, which added oh. so much to the film that I... What a, what a great detail yeah. to spend time on. I, as a handwriting <laughs> analyst, looked at that and I knew right off the bat that, wow, that really looks like Queen Victoria's actual handwriting. Uh, it was actually a very complicated process because uh, Abraham Lincoln famously wrote in wingdings. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, he was the originator of that, actually. Not easy to translate. Yeah, they wanted to call him Linkledingles, uh, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, there was an issue with the Lincoln estate, but uh, I have a fun fact for this movie. Mm-hmm. The little kid that uh, what Nicholas Cage, I forgot his character name. Benjamin uh, ben Franklin Gates. Gates. That's it. Uh, the little kid when he's at the White House that he like argues with uh, is the little kid who plays little Sean in Psych. Oh, wow. And that. And I is... watch a lot of Psych. So <laughs> that kid was played. By Zach, we got him. We got him right here. I, what this is I did a pretty good job, if I do say so myself. So, what was it like um, being on the set of National Treasure to um, and knowing that your career probably wasn't going to go anywhere from there? <laughs> well, I was a kid actor in yeah. a movie, so I think you know where this is going. So, uh, you were looking forward to all the debauchery <laughs> and. and- <laughs> The cocaine field breakdowns that the paparazzi were gonna take care of. Yeah, how many uh, how many favors did you have to do to get that role? No, see, it's okay because there's no Brian Singer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, back then he was uh, Brian. That's the joke word. I was fishing for. Uh, by the way, yeah, uh, I, I felt it was. Uh, I didn't want to get there just yet. I wanted yeah. to. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Brian Singer's been a little pushed out of my head, and I've been thinking more about Jeffrey Epstein lately. <laughs> I think, but uh, may he rest in peace. <laughs> Uh, but um, <laughs> we but all needed it. a breather. <laughs> <laughs> that was a moment of silence for the app. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, another fun fact here: at one point, snow fell on the outdoor set, and uh, the crew used fire hoses to melt the snow on the pavement so that they would have continuity between shots. Which interesting choice. I get how that would rapidly melt snow, but what about the ice that would form from the the fire hose water. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, clearly like, they figured it out, I guess. But I mean, obviously, uh, they could have used a flamethrower, uh, <laughs> but that would have been the move. That I mean, why not? Then you have an excuse, any excuse to buy a flamethrower and write it off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really work-related it. expense. Man, I gotta find ways to do that. Is Uh-oh. there is there a way that uh, we can? Uh, you know, if we took down this wall, it would probably be easiest to do it with fire. <laughs> it's true. I think this is a load-bearing wall, but we can find out. It's a test, right? We yeah. could hold up the, the... We could maintain the structural integrity of this building with more flamethrowers. Yeah. I like Work it. in progress. Uh, when, so, another little funsy fact... And I don't mean to keep talking over you if you have some, but uh, you're good. You're good. OK. Um, when the FBI enters the Library of Congress, if you look closely while they're holding guns, you know, like mm-hmm. guns drawn, got their, you know, double fist in the pistols. They're not actually holding guns. 
uh, if you look real close, they are pointing their index finger like a gun. <laughs> I didn't notice this, but it's in the IMDb trivia, and uh, I'll maybe I'll watch this again someday and look out for it. But that's that's great. <laughs> so um, <laughs> let's see. It, they they managed to arrange. Melting snow with a fire hose, but they couldn't get some prop guns. <laughs> nope, they couldn't. All right, that's cool. Uh, additionally, two early screening copies of this movie were given to theaters under the name Cinnamon. <laughs> now, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, there is a integral scene where uh, Benjamin Gates, played by Nicolas Cage, uh, has to complete the cinnamon challenge to get the codex, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, which uh, solves uh, the murder of his uncle who killed Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Something like that. It's actually, it's a big thing. Uh, it, it, I think that actually inspired the cinnamon challenge. It was, uh, you know, people were all... It, came, it first started around the time of this movie, and... Uh, I think YouTube was just like a year old when this came out, and then people were like, "Yeah, let the National Treasure Two. It's like you know, it's the big hot thing." And uh, and speaking of big hot things, a spoonful of cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say me. <laughs> well, we can get to first base again. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. God. Uh, uh, if our moms are listening, uh, there's, uh, there's no Game of Thrones shit going on. Uh, we're just doing jokes. We're fun. We're couple it's, fun it's, guys. It's, it's funny. We it's are funny. funny people. It's just guys being guys. You know, locker room locker talk. Room talk. <laughs> we're gonna fuck each other from time to time. Well, yeah, that's all I got for fun facts. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't have the only other fun fact that I had was about uh, how the, the the shooting schedule at Mount Rushmore, uh, like. Uh, interrupted a high school prom that was happening. So, like, <laughs> Disney offered to pay for their prom or something. Like, oh, go away. We're, we're filming a freaking Nicolas Cage movie here. Yeah, look, you in a couple of years, you're not even going to remember your fucking prom. Everyone's going to remember this movie. Exactly. Like, yeah. If you look, uh, while when they're inside Mount Rushmore, if you look in the background, there's a bunch of people in puffy dresses clearly waiting for the crew to move out. <laughs> So, so they, they can, can start playing Good Riddance, The Time of Your Life. And, the the and biggest then. song of 2007. <laughs> hey, man, it's been a prom song for all eternity since then. Uh, I didn't go to prom, so I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, it is. Okay. Uh, I would have picked um, American Idiot. Mm-hmm. Frickin' the bleeped version where he doesn't say yeah. the F slur. Yeah, that's, that's too rude for yeah. the children. Can't hear him saying, fuck America. Oh, we have to. Nope. We gotta bleep that. Oop. So I just found out while I was trying to find that gum thing, which I couldn't find, by the way. Uh, I did not make that up. I swear it is in the yeah, idea. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, apparently National Treasures 3 is still in development where mm. they said they're getting close on the script. Really? Yeah. I It it genuinely surprises me that this is not a franchise that has kept going. Like, I, I, I know most people I talked to didn't really care for the second one. Um, but it's Disney, and they love money, and they, that's it's never stopped them from continuing a dead franchise. So, but have you? I don't think there's been people who are like, I hate National Treasure Two. Right. They're all just like the first one's better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Which, a diminishing return, but uh, but like would was, you see a new still one? Fun. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, isn't there? I, I kept seeing ads for this a while back. I think there's like a 
Hulu show called National Treasure now. Don't think it's related in any way. I found that while I was trying to Google for information about this movie. Yeah. Uh, and did you get a synopsis on that? Is it? No, I didn't. I assumed it wasn't related. And I, it I didn't think that one's like a so political drama. And this isn't? <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Damn. Owned. It's, it's very political. Yeah, I mean, and also uh, translates very, uh, very well into uh, the current uh, fascist state of the country. Uh, because uh, there's a scene where Nicolas Cage... Um, kidnaps the president, uh, traps him underground. And now, let me tell you this. I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now uh, we're on a list. <laughs> I've been on a list. I, if, well, actually, if uh, not actually tweeting something out, but saving it in your drafts uh, still <laughs> pings the secret service, I'm in trouble. It might. <laughs> um. So, let's get into a little plot summary here. This one has a plot that you may have not heard. I'm not going to go super in-depth with it, because uh, it's one of those thrillers where it moves a mile a minute, and a lot of the things that happen along the way, while very consequential in the moment, are ultimately not all that consequential. And they're all, like, very specific things. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they kind of bridge gaps all over the place, and uh, a full synopsis uh, would just be confusing and stupid, so. Mm -hmm. So, opens up. John Wilkes Booth is assassinating Abe Lincoln uh, after he met with some conspirators beforehand who were known as the Knights of the Gold Circle. I took very specific note of that, even though it was never referenced again. Yep. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> seemed like it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, then Cage and his pappy, they're given a, a, a presentation about them. And uh, a guy from the audience is like oh yeah well your ancestor that was involved in the conspiracy and apparently burned this diary page that had a map to treasure i should have explained all that before i started talking about this oh, guy yeah. but yeah, there's an opening scene where we see uh the ancestor of ben gates uh who's like uh obviously it runs in the family they master like to, of puzzles yeah they like to solve puzzles decipher shit uh and he recognizes some old code and uh then oh given to him by john wilkes booth mm -hmm. who then goes to pop pop bang uh jfk is it in the back of the head uh or yeah, i believe it, it was andrew garfield yes andrew garfield <laughs> uh he shoots him in the back of the head um six semper tyrannus etc etc mm. um and uh benjamin gates uh his handwriting is on some piece of paper implicating him in oh yeah he threw it in the fire supposedly but then this guy in the crowd is like well this page has been in my family for generations doesn't explain why it's been in his family would seem to imply that that guy's family was involved in well, the thing because the guy who took it out of the fire was a fellow conspirator do you guys not put together that he's a descendant of john wilkes booth I didn't put that together. That's why his last name is Wilkinson. Oh. oh I Did you guys name, not pay attention to I thought to his name was Don Wilkes Booth, <laughs> and I didn't think it was related at all. <laughs> I was fixated on the fact that um, he's the freaking man in black from freaking Westworld, you guys. He is. And he's fantastic and dreamy, and I don't care he's what He's a good bad guy. Is. He's a very good bad guy. And I, was, uh, I didn't remember that he was in this movie, but I was happen happy to see him. So Yeah, basically he shows up and is like, well, Nick Cage, your ancestors also are fucks. Yeah. And 
Nick Cage is like, uh, nah, nah. Yeah. So then they go on a treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah. So then he's he goes on a treasure hunt to prove his ancestors' innocence. And I gotta be honest, if someone said to me in public, like, your ancestors are fucks, I would have probably been like, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> shit. Like, I, I was fucking. Mad. Who were the good people back then? I don't know, but I'm not willing to bet on my family being <laughs> the good ones. Yeah. But he's he's like so passionate about it that he has to go through this whole insane thing to to you know clear the name of his ancestor. That uh, page has a clue to a statue, which has a clue to these desks, which has a clue to Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. which has uh, El Dorado inside yeah. of City of Gold. Basically, uh, the mount the outside of Mount Rushmore is the road to El Dorado. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, good movie, by the way better than this movie maybe. maybe maybe i'm not sure which one i would like more we'll put those i have two. not seen it you you should watch el dorado or road to el dorado it's a pretty yeah. good animated movie i do like animation uh, uh, which is weird because i didn't like <laughs> yeah. the previous movie in this thing uh actually it, w- it wasn't the previous movie what spurred on your interest in animation <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. I forgot. Uh, I'm part of the Christmas Carol crew, the originator. Uh, Christmas Carol crew. Um, those are all spelled with K's. He's part of the KKK. <laughs> oh, God. Confirmed. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, in case... I mean, if you haven't seen the last movie, like, what the fuck were you doing in 2005 when that came out? Like, you saw the goddamn movie. So, what were you doing? That was so important. You can <laughs> see a national treasure. Yeah, he had and a- if I'm being honest, if, you ha- if you've seen the first one and haven't seen the second one, you should go watch the second one. Yeah, why not? If, if you like the first one, you'll probably enjoy the second one. Yeah. It's yeah, more it's, of the same. It's not as good, but, it, I mean, it's more national treasure. What's not to like? Yeah. But yeah, uh, in that movie, he had an assistant named Riley who worked with him in computer tech shit. And then yeah, he's he, the nerd. Then there was a lady who worked government jobs in like the Smithsonian and stuff, and she's named Abigail. Now, I didn't remember their names, but this is the first movie we've watched so far where I didn't have to go look up their names. I got them from watching the movie. Yes, that is true. <laughs> like, and I don't know if you realize how exciting that was for me for <laughs> once, but like... A movie act- with interesting characters? Yeah, a movie where the characters' names are told to me and I don't have to Google them. <laughs> like, don't don't watch a friggin' show called friggin' Game of Thrones, then. You know what I'm saying? I suppose, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think they give people names in that show. My problem is, while watching it, there were so many names that I could not fucking remember what any of them were. And but, also that last season was trash? No, oh, yeah. Yeah, too. last three seasons. Uh, and so... In this uh, movie, Nicolas Cage um, is wearing. Did you did you take note of what he's wearing? Um, I, I may have forgotten and only realized in the last like thirty minutes of the movie. But he was wearing a brown leather jacket oh, in those last thirty minutes. Wearing, <laughs> nope, we're skipping that corner if you don't have it prepared. Oh. he's wearing a brown leather jacket. Made by freaking Michael Kors, probably. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's brown. It's leather. Reminds me of Indiana Jones, which this movie kind of, you know. It's, it's a modern it's, Indiana Jones. Yeah, and I mean, it's even more like Indiana Jones uh, in that he was uh, dressed like a Nazi for the other half of the movie. And so, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's that. And that was the fashion report. <laughs> hey, um... 
So yeah, uh, in in the pre since the previous movie, they became rich at the end of the previous movie, you know, because they yeah. found that big ass treasure, the national treasure. <laughs> yes, and but, I do remember like the thing that I remember specifically about the the very ending of National Treasure is that Riley like drives off in a Ferrari. Yep, and they uh, won't let you forget that in this movie. Nope, because I the- I think it's a. S- funny thing to be like oh he's driving off in a ferrari and then right away at this one's like yeah your ferrari's getting towed yeah <laughs> it's being repossessed by the irs because he owes a lot in back taxes that he's not paying for and then also cage and the girl from the last one who abigail who got together at the end of the last movie are now split up Damn. marriage on the rocks yeah and, wait were uh, they married I don't know if they were married, but they were living together. Okay, I figured they were just, like, slamming it together. (laughs) Were they living in sin? They definitely (laughs) had to have been. So, yeah. That's okay, because they're true patriots. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, she kicked him out of the house. Him and Riley decide to... Cage gets Riley involved somehow. I don't know why. Riley's like, yeah, I need money, so I guess I'll help you search for more treasure, because I owe a lot in taxes. I mean, if... Nick, if you came to me and were like, hey, I found a tre- legit treasure map. Do you want to go hunt for treasure? I'd be going like, hell yeah, I'll hunt for treasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you, if you came to me and said that, I would say, first order of business, let's break into your ex's house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so they break into her house because she works in like the National Archives and they want to get access to the John Wilkes Booth diary because there's a cipher on a page that leads to a treasure map on it. She gets mad, but they convince her to help. They go, they get a printout page of the code. It needs a keyword for a cipher. Cage talks to his dad. I'm going through a lot of details here, but essentially they figure out uh, that they need to go look for the guy who made the Statue of Liberty. And he made three Statues of Liberty. So they go to France and then bam. Like, yeah, it's all over the place. I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything uh, in between worth noting. Not really. John Voight plays his dad again. He was in the first one also. They have a really long car chase. Oh, yeah. Very long car chase. That's the only thing I could take out of that whole series is just like, that car chase went on and on and on. Oh, also, I want to say, uh, when they go to, because there's three Statues of Liberty, apparently. One of them's in France, and they go to the one in France and find an inscription there that leads them to Buckingham Palace that they, excuse me, nice. that they break into. And uh, I, K, the way Cage deduces that they have to go to Buckingham Palace from the inscription that they found on the inside of that Statue, to Li- Statue of Liberty is just like fucking word salad. It reminds me of like the Half-Life 3 memes. Uh, you know, where it's like Half-Life 3 confirmed because, you know, like 69 has 69 numbers in it. And so does my phone. And like my phone is a Samsung Galaxy S8. And like, I didn't I, think it was that complicated. I, I mean, he I, he made some serious leaps of faith on it. I, I mean, but, the clue was Resolute Twins. And he's like, oh, Resolute Desks. I would have taken to be the twins, the Resolute Twins across the sea. I would have taken to be like those two Statues of Liberty, which I guess is, I'm not a good treasure hunter. so But I there's would, three. Yeah. Okay. yeah and, so maybe that's how you can like be like, okay, knock that out. What mm-hmm. are other 
famous resolute things with resolute in the name. Oh, yeah, resolute twins like the Twin Towers. Um, <laughs> what is with you and I love today? <laughs> Uh, never forget is the thing. So yeah, it seems like Zach's forgotten. But so the the evil diary man who accused Cage of being evil or his ancestor being evil, his name is Mitch Wilkinson, uh, and he uh, breaks into Cage's house, taps their phones. So he's following them around. He always knows what they're doing. And oh, oh that was a funny scene when he breaks in and like copies the phone over. Like I actually looked at what like the computer was saying. And it's just like, yeah, this is a phone. It's Bluetooth is on. And it's just like nothingness where it's like, you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, you're just holding a phone. Yeah. He's trying to connect his headset to the phone. Mm. I mean, that's how you hack stuff anyway. So Yeah, it's all through Bluetooth. Yeah, and the cloud. <laughs> if so, your Bluetooth cloud gets hacked, ooh. ooh. That's how they find it. pictures of your penis, <laughs> even if you haven't taken them. Oh. They take them. So... Oh, yeah, at this point, I should point out that apparently uh, Cage's mother and his father's ex-wife is um, a linguist with an expertise in, like, pre-Columbian uh, American society. And, uh, yeah, so, like, they find these maps in the, or in the queen's desk. They go to her, and they bring his dad along, and they hate each other. But this is relevant because this whole movie... Is about love rekindled <laughs> because everybody ends up together at the end and uh and it's about a love of your nation rekindled exactly and a love for your ancestors rekindled because you found out they're not so bad they didn't assassinate the president they were probably just racist slave owners who supported the president and assassinated John other people who didn't have important jobs <laughs> yeah. and john wilkes booth's descendant uh Refines his love of America. Oh yes, he does. Yeah, and it turns you know, out I'm gonna take a piss. So there's a good chance to talk some wild shit. Here we go. <laughs> Dave Wait, Dave's here still. I, I fucking. I, I thought we fired him. He was even in the building. Uh, but yeah. So they go through that. <laughs> they go through that. Uh, they bring it back. Uh, a painting from the Resolute Desk in Buckingham Palace. They realize that it's only half the map. So they have to get the one out of the other desk, which is in the Oval Office of the President. So they break how in the there. How are they going to get in there? <laughs> I like how you had to specify for the President. What Oval <laughs> Office do people know about? Uh, I'm currently turning my office into an Oval. So <laughs> yeah, but like no one else would know that. <laughs> the uh, okay. Well, for... they all do now, and <laughs> it's good to have the information retroactive. In this freaking administration, I wouldn't be surprised if they turn it to a freaking like rhombus or something. <laughs> The rhombus office? Yeah, so uh, this might be dated by the time it goes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what I was going to quick ask um, is that, so the friggin' desk is in the Oval Office. How the heck are they going to get in there? How the heck are they going to get in there? Yeah. They're just going to get the dad from Modern Family. Let me, yeah. Oh, shit. Which, yes, who, when, when Abigail and Cage went their separate ways, she began dating the dad from Modern Family, who, before he was in a Modern Family, uh, was working as a Secret <laughs> Service agent. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, or and some sort of White House press job, something. I he works know. for the White House as the, like, uh, events coordinator, some bullshit job. Yeah. But now, basically, he can get them into the Oval Office. 
Yep. Of the president. Of the, <laughs> of the United States. can't get States, him into mind. <laughs> the United States president. Yes. Now, let me give you a little bit of uh, insider info. I have been in the White House. That is true. And you would be surprised how much freaking security they got in this place. <laughs> yeah. They got more freaking metal detectors than a freaking, like... Public school? Gun contest. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Wait, don't they not have a lot there? <laughs> or do they have metal detectors to make sure that you have a gun? They don't have any there. That's why I'm saying they have more metal detectors <laughs> than a gun contest. And they're so uh, uptight there that I got yelled at as like a 12-year-old kid for touching. There was a wall made of carpet, and I touched the carpet, and some dude with a headset yelled at me. So how the frick is Benjamin Gates going to get in there? Nah. Well, they make it because that lady seduces her boyfriend. <laughs> I guess it's not really that much of seduction. But, uh, but Ever just freaking seduce your significant other. Yeah. Uh, drug them. And <laughs> they go in there, and then in order to allow Cage to open the desk, they go through the worst plan in history, I feel like, where she's just like, I lost an earring, help me find it. It's he under just, this desk. Yeah, and Cage, yeah, it's like, you guys look over there together, I'm gonna look at the president's desk. Where my earring is. <laughs> and, uh, they start digging through. I'm sorry, Nick, that you haven't had to try anything you can to impress a girl. <laughs> you can just be your natural self and get people. And hey, let's not forget, uh, it's not that abnormal to have a freaking earring under the president's desk after a freaking Bill Clinton was an Yeah, I get it. I don't get it. Uh, no, well. Because <laughs> freaking Jeffrey Epstein was under there. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, I'm back to actively ignore your whack asses. <laughs> Who is talking? Did you hear him? It's like a whiny Nick, voice. Was that you? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Sorry, I called your voice whiny. It was just for a second. Oh, it's okay, it's like whiny. Fucking stupid for a second. So. <laughs> I think that was me. I spaced out for a minute. I assume I was talking. So basically, they. So we're in the White House. <laughs> they find like the same compartment as the other desk but the thing's missing mm -hmm. and they're like oh there's some weird seal yeah. where'd it go and and then riley's <laughs> like i wrote a book and you didn't read it i wrote about this seal and it's the president's book of secrets which up until this point i assumed john wilkes booth's diary was the book of secrets but no i figured riley's book <laughs> i mean i think you could say any of those would qualify as a book of secrets yeah that's true because nobody would there was a book signing that nobody was at at the beginning of this movie so you could put anything you want in riley's book nobody's gonna read it <laughs> it's true um yeah so they find out that the president has a book that is handed down from every other president no one else gets to read it only the president Still feel like some national security advisors would get in on that somehow, but you know, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and friggin' probably Oprah and shits read that shit. Yeah, it's the book, uh, book of the month. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and no one read it somehow. Yeah. It was fucking weird. Um, yeah, it's uh, the book of secrets is exactly what it sounds like. It's the book that has all the Area 51 uh, and Bigfoot information in it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. And something on page 47. That's actually the. Thing they put in for National Treasure 3. Okay. But still in development. Hmm. Wait, the page 47 thing? Yep. Ah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that, I guess, when we talk about the K 
kidnapping of the president that go, that I mean, we're going like to do later. Spot but right now. Well, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So Cage is like, okay, well, in order to get to this book of secrets, I have to kidnap the president, and he just so badly wants to clear his ancestor's name that he's going to kidnap the goddamn president and probably die for, for treason. <laughs> like, After already breaking into the White House, you might as, you might as well. Yeah. Also, the um, only part that I thought was weird, so, like, he kidnaps the president. I, I mean, kidnap, I think, is a strong word. Like, yeah. they totally could have played it off as, like, oh, the secret tunnel closed on us. Yeah. Yeah, like, there the, was so many ways they could have explained that away yes. without, like... Say he kidnapped him. Yeah. But for some reason, they're just like, oh, yeah, we kidnapped him. And it was just like... Okay, I can't tell anyone why you kidnapped me. Yeah. It's like, you couldn't, like, why couldn't you just lie, or like, not lie, but just be like, yeah, the tunnel closed and we got out. Yeah, he could have just said that. There was no reason for him not to. Yeah. He really overcomplicated that whole situation. Like, it's already a complicated situation when you're trapping the president underground, uh, which, again, we should do it. Um, but, yeah, there's just, if when you put that much thought into this plan, but not, uh, that much thought into explaining it away. It doesn't make sense. It's, it just seems like a weird thing to like have the th reason why the FBI is after him. Like mm -hmm. you could have made up a ton of different reasons, like breaking in to get that book. Yeah. Uh, but no, there's like, yeah, you kidnapped the president. <laughs> and Even also the president's fine. No, real quick. Sorry to cut you off. Um, sad news. Um, the instant button no longer works. Oh, you're fucking kidding the me. Fuck. So that's a bit that's dead. I'm sorry, I can't hit you with you. Anymore. We're just gonna oh. have to find another soundboard that uh, loses listeners. Uh, uh, the Lil John soundboard. <laughs> we we haven't used that in a minute. I haven't. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I'll bring it up again soon. But yeah, yeah. Oh, there it was. <laughs> so uh, you flipped. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. We'll t we'll take that one. <laughs> So Cage goes to a president's party that he sneaks into. We can skip all that. We yeah. just did. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. He traps him in a tunnel underground by trying to convince him to go there. The president has no sense of self-preservation and goes into this tunnel with this man he barely met. And uh, yeah, gets the shit. They find the book, determine they need to go to Mount Rushmore. And uh, narrowly avoid the FBI coming to arrest them at the Library of Congress. Where this Super book easy to... to, to, to Freaking duck the FBI. Um, also, speaking of skipping stuff, I feel like uh, maybe he could have skipped a couple steps and just like break into the the freaking Library of Congress. And, oh yeah. Uh, well, he didn't know it was there. Um, come on. <laughs> I mean, they could have cut down the movie and just said like, "Oh yeah, this book is in the Library of Congress." But yeah. They they could have. I mean, this did need something to cut somewhere at this point because I feel the like the whole, whole president thing is probably where you could have cut. Yeah, uh, just but they gotta yeah. raise the stakes from last time before they stole the Declaration of Independence. Now they stole they the, steal president. the president. <laughs> um, and actually, uh, it's funny because um, the Book of Secrets um actually shares the same name as the film. National Treasure Bush, the Book of Secrets. The Bush, Bush of, of Secrets. secrets. Uh, after 2001, that's what the book became. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Mitch Wilkinson kidnaps Cage's mom because he intercepts a photo of the other half of the math map, and they kidnap her and 
take her to Mount Rushmore to stop Cage from getting it because he's the one who wants to find the treasure. He's finding it for the glory of his family and ancestors. Yeah, because he wants to make it so the name Wilkes isn't bad for killing Abraham Lincoln. It's so like his motivation is kind of good. Mm hmm. I gotta say, his if, method's not so hot. He's threatening no. people at gunpoint. <laughs> and, uh, uh, if somebody told me that um, there was like some uh, nasty information about there about my ancestors, and all I had to do the, to clear their name was like drive down to the post office, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're already at the the fucking Mount Rushmore here. I mean, uh, also there's a city of gold at stake. Well, that's so, true. I, mm. I mean. But I wouldn't have even gotten to this point, because if somebody <laughs> told me my ancestors killed Abraham Lincoln, I would have been like, uh, fucking rad, dude. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So they all go into Mount Rushmore. There's a scene where they all like fall on a giant plate and they have to balance it out, right? Because it's only supported on a single peg. And they manage to get through with some creative thinking and they all get out of it. Um, and then uh, they find the city of gold underneath Mount Rushmore after some puzzle solving. And they're like, yeah. They're and good at these puzzles. They are good at these puzzles. And then they get they want to get the fuck out of there. So what do they do? More puzzles. Uh, <laughs> more Basically. Puzzles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They find like a door that as the place is flooding with water is a drainage door. But like they have to open the door, get on the other side and close it. Or otherwise the tunnel will fill with water and they'll all drown on their way out. So somebody so, has to stay behind. Somebody has to stay behind and open or hold open that door, and I just noticed my notes say an odor that requires someone to keep it open, <laughs> not a door. Okay, you have to smell correctly. <laughs> yeah, and well, I do have one quick question um, because I can't remember. Um, who the heck's gonna stay behind? <laughs> well, Mitch ain't staying behind. No, no, no. He's gonna make Ben Gates stay behind, aka oh, Nicholas Cage, and then uh, so they go. To do that, and then immediately the plan falls apart, and Wilkes is the one, or Wilkinson is the one holding the door open, and he's just like, you know what, it's not gonna work out, just go and tell them that I found it, please, clear my family's name, and Cage is like, okay, and they get out, and, uh, Wilkes dies, and, uh, oops. So then they meet with the president, and the president pardons Cage, or, yeah, I he, guess, he says Cage he's saved like, his life. Yeah, yeah like, the thing they could have said from the beginning, like, oh, we got trapped in the tunnel. Yeah. First, yeah. they had to spend millions of taxpayers' <laughs> dollars mounting in a cross-country investigation to find this guy, who he was just going to pardon anyways. Yeah. So, like, it took them uh, uh, the duration of the movie to figure out the simplest answer. Mm -hmm. So, And an archaeological dig begins in the site of the City of Gold. Cage's dad and mom get back together, and Cage and Abigail get back together. But I think and the most important is one is, is that Riley gets his car back. Which I, I just want to say, <laughs> I thought, this is a movie about America, right? This is the most American thing I've ever heard. Okay, so Riley, a rich guy, had a large tax burden, and the president personally... <laughs> Gave this man a tax break so that he could keep his car that was going to be repossessed by the IRS. So, and not an American car. Yeah. <laughs> and what's more American than the president giving a rich guy a tax break, really? This, uh, this movie is friggin'... I, basically, the reason I was mad that this movie was so long 
this guy's I was freaking standing up and saluting the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And my arm was getting tired. <laughs> I don't know. I like this movie. Yeah, it was I mean, I I all I remembered about it before watching it was that uh as a kid I did I didn't care for it as much as the first one. Mm-hmm. But I mean it's still a fun movie to watch. It's I love a good uh puzzle solving movie. Yeah, with yeah. America. I didn't really thing. remember anything about it. Uh, other, than, I remember that they were in Mount Rushmore looking for like a city of gold, and some somehow the Lincoln assassination was involved. But that was all I remembered. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this uh, I mean, it had some dumb stuff, but like, I mean, this isn't supposed to be like a brilliant, you know, amazing movie. It's supposed to be just a fun, you know, puzzle solvey. We said it Indiana before. It, thing. It's really like a modern Indiana Jones. Yeah, Disneyana Jones. <laughs> just minus Nazis. Yeah. Minus Nazis. Um, Sucks. And we did not see that coming. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. Uh, I think it's got some cool stuff in it. It's got some cool car chase sequences. It's got some witty lines that are pretty funny and some that fall really <laughs> flat. <laughs> but uh, We're not saying this is like an amazing movie. Everyone go mm. out and watch it now. But like... If you're but bored one night, everyone go out and watch it now. <laughs> it's one of those movies where it's like you sit down at night, you're just like, yeah, let's watch a movie. Why not this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a fun, just like toss on type of movie. Yeah. Um, I will say here, that's the same for the first one, too. It's just yeah, like nothing profound, but a good, a good time. I will say we, you shouldn't be going out and watching it now because you should have watched it last week before this episode came out to keep up with us, you fools. Yeah, uh, right. which I didn't and again <laughs> you can check my letterbox but it's very easy to to fake that information um but i mean yeah go out and see it now if you haven't seen it um it's freaking like five bucks on amazon probably mm-hmm. this is one of the rare movies for this podcast that's just like you know what i had a good time watching this yeah yeah, yeah i mean uh there was a lot less dread this uh, time around, which oh yeah, definitely. Good. Well, I mean, for the most part, I don't want to spoil my yeah. I, I I gotta say, actually, this time I was kind of looking forward to it. It was like finally I'm getting to National Treasure, you know, something that I know I'm at least gonna be mildly okay with. Whereas, like you know, last time was was the last episode. It was two eleven and inconceivable. They've all gotten kind of fucking jumbled around. Know. In my it head. was two bad movies, two yes. terrible movies. So I'm gonna say so probably. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, those, it wasn't two no-name things. It was one well-known thing where this particular version wasn't well-known, and another fairly well-known thing where this particular version wasn't <laughs> as well-known, but was pretty, it was all right. It was, it was pretty okay. It was, it was solid. So yeah. Uh, those... I think it's going to be clear which one goes through. Yeah, but... if, you, if you didn't figure it out from the first half, we're... Uh... Uh, the Christmas Carol crew is friggin' <laughs> clenching so hard right now. It's okay, guys. Stick with it. Stick with it. We'll be okay. Um, so shall we bring this to a vote? Yeah, I think we need a countdown. Yeah. Yeah. Engineer Dave, you got that countdown? What? Yeah. <laughs> count, count, countdown? Nah. Oh, I'm okay. surprised he even knew that we were addressing him, honestly. <laughs> I'm, I gotta give him props for that. I listen more than you guys think, just not as much as I should. <laughs> uh... Which uh, it really should be at this point, not at all, because you should be fired. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Who's going to hit record then?
Uh, also, I, I got to apologize. I just realized. So we've been talking about getting a new engineer for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought I had published his uh, published the job listing uh, on Monster.com, but I actually just typed it into a notepad document. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is why you sent a link to the monster music video yes and i was like oh it's a good song but like why are you sending this when you're supposed to be listening to job posting yeah monster video monster job posting monster mash doesn't matter you know this is how job security works in america (laughs) national security job security fuck it let's get dave out of this house i don't don't know that was yeah can we also just kick him out of his home Uh, yeah, we we not only uh, need a new engineer, but we also uh, want to make a man homeless, uh, which is the real root of this. Now that's American hey, job man. security. How are you going to have access to national pleasure without me? Um, a fair point. I uh, will talk to some people. I mean... I'm not gonna lie. I uh, did have kind of a fling with the drummer, so <laughs> so uh, I quit. Way back in there. What movie? He wins? quit. <laughs> yeah, he quit a few episodes ago. Don't you remember? Oh yeah, shit! I do. Wait, that was the drummer? <laughs> yeah. Barlow's back. There's some big news brewing, though. Big news brewing. I'm not gonna tell you right now because you guys have spent a lot of time insulting me on this podcast. <laughs> but I'll tell you soon. The saddest uh, part is we spend a lot more time than he even realizes. <laughs> So, um, so, can uh, we okay, get a well, countdown? Countdown. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Three, two, one. National, National Treasure, 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 Book of Secrets, Christmas Carol, the movie. <laughs> oh, you put both of them together. So, there's two winners. Christmas Carol crew. National <laughs> Treasure wins. Yeah, National Treasure wins. National Treasure wins, yeah. Uh, it wasn't, no surprise. wasn't even a hard choice. Uh, no. I... I Basically knew as soon as I looked at the titles for these movies, uh, which one I was going to pick. Um, what do we got coming up next? We uh, have that's the what I'm checking out right now. Humanity so. Bureau. That sounds interesting. A movie that we've all heard of and love versus <laughs> Trespass, which is a word from the Lord's Prayer and not anywhere else that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about like... those uh, from those signs you see everywhere? No, no trespassing. Oh, hey, but on the backside, they the didn't say nothing. That Woody Guthrie song that they edit heavily and make kids sing. Yep. I well, was just gonna say. I feel like the Nicolas Cage movies, where it's just like one word titles, don't do so well. Mm-mm. Like knowing, Arsenal, inconceivable. inconceivable. Hey, knowing was one of the better ones we watched. Knowing was better, but like it's those are great. Yeah. So basically, I think it's more the three and two word, you know, such as Left Behind and Pay the Ghost. No, we have. Well, I mean, G the Force. <laughs> G the Force. Ah, uh, Humanity well, wait, Bureau. I, never mind. That's what you said, right? Yeah, Humanity Bureau and Trespass. So there's that, and you know, then we got just one more episode in between, and then after that, two episodes away, we get to Ghost Rider Two, and wait we'll be on our next sequel, Hell our second yeah. sequel, Ghost Rider Two. Book of Secrets. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Humanity Bureau. In the future, global warming turns parts of the American Midwest into a desert. In its attempt to take hold of an economic recession, a government agency called the Humanity Bureau exiles members of society deemed unproductive and banishes them to a colony known as New Eden. Oh. 
I mean, that is sounds, not what I was expecting. It wasn't what I was expecting at all, but it sounds kind of interesting. It does actually. sound interesting. Yeah, that got way more interesting than I thought it would. Um, I do hope, though, they uh, spend a lot of time, uh, you know, trying to convince us that global warming's real. Uh, oh, Because yeah. that'll take me right out of it if they're just like, global warming killed everything. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. honey. Uh, I watched I'm, Snowpiercer. Uh, it's going to get real cold. Yeah. I watched Snowpiercer and... Whoever didn't like it is a snow, a friggin' flake. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, all, all the people that, you know, will be ruined by this will just sell their houses and move anyway, so it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Humanity Bureau is the first Nicolas Cage sci-fi movie since Knowing. Ooh. What year did that come out? 2009. Oh. Or, uh, Humanity Bureau or Knowing? Humanity Bureau. Came out in 2009? No, 2017. Oh, okay. Knowing was 2009. Hmm. Well, well, what I'm, is Mandy? Is that sci-fi? What'd you call it? Um, I, I would call it... I but mean, that it, just came out last year, so it'd still be after this. But Yeah, I mean, I would call it more of a, I guess, horror movie, but I don't know. It's hard to hard to classify. It has some sci-fi elements for sure, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to give too much away um, because uh, I, I wrote that movie. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Anyway, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's it. Join us next time for those movies. Watch those movies. One of them sounds interesting. You should at least watch that one. And uh, the other one is Trespass. And just Trespass. Don't read those signs that say don't trespass. Yeah, go wherever you want. This is God's land. This land was made for you and me. Hell hey. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm starting to like Dave again after that. <laughs> A little bit of root and tune American <coughs> hollering. So, trespass yeah. has Nicole Kidman. Mm. Oh, well, uh, we'll we'll see you all next time. Uh, this has been Cage Fight. Yeah. Um. Bye bye. See you. Hey. Bye. He's saying bye for good. See you next week, motherfucker. This has been a solid work production. Solid work. Solid work. Uh, solid work. Hey, solid, solid work. work.